interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you some breaking news. There's been reports all over the area of something crazy going on, something big. People's homes, their minds even, are being taken over by something called, what is it they're calling it? They're calling it Bad Movie Debate. What up, nerds? We're back with Bad Movie Debate. This week I have with me Justin Hendrick. Justin, say hey. Hey, followers. <laughs> yes, my many, many followers that I have. <laughs> Please follow and, and rate, but we'll talk more about that later. Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about The Last Airbender. Not Avatar The Last Airbender, The Amazing Show, The Last Airbender movie made by M. Night Shyamalan himself. The live action. The live action. Yeah, masterpiece. <laughs> that's, one, that's one word for it. Um, so, so, as we do... We'll, uh, we're going to go over our top five uh, favorite uh, like cartoon adaptations as kind of the, the genre we went. But first, I want to go over the polls from Instagram for the last movie, John Tucker Must Die, and what, uh, what all y'all thought. And uh, it's, uh, it's not evenly split at all. It was uh, 89% good, 11% bad for John Tucker Must Die. And I think I'm the only one who voted for it to be bad. <laughs> I, John Tucker's a good one. It's, it's, it's very comical and, and, and then also some good eye candy. <laughs> there is, yes, the, uh, what is it, the uh, the vegan slut character. That's all she is, which is one of my points. It's, it's the, very attractive. She's very cute. The best scene of all time in any kind of teen comedy movie is the panties give you give you air <laughs> they, they give you they get hot so you get yeah. hot so the way he flips that songs. yeah that shit that shit is amazing that shit is absolutely amazing so and everybody agrees so that one is good everyone loves it across the board except for the critics but once again who cares what critics say effing critics yeah they're they're annoying as fuck um but anyway so Justin, what are your top five cartoon adaptation movies? What what are you what are your five? I got a halfway decent list here. If we're are we talking about just cartoon adaptation? No, I mean you can do any adaptation. You know any adaptation at all. I I focused on cartoon ones okay. just because uh, this is one. This is a cartoon one, and there's a lot of good ones out there. But um, I mean you know book or like. Uh, any other kind of a series that jumped like whatever. Nostal nostalgia wise, and we were kind of talking about this earlier is i love percy jackson i know the first yeah. one has its faults but i percy jackson is, is if, if you're watching it as someone who hasn't read the books you completely enjoy it if you read it from somebody who has read the mm -hmm. books love the series you probably don't like it just because it is pg they pg it down yeah that's but, true and that's like and that's like one this isn't in my list but like aragon yeah that yes the that's that one is one of the i might honestly we, we need to shut that down nick would probably want to talk yeah, to me that, about that one he's very upset <laughs> about that one but continue yes but yes. still even aragon i mean for someone like i said mm -hmm. someone who like me never read the books of aragon mm -hmm. i enjoy mm, his connection with Sephira. i mean this is my personal opinion. I mean, Nick's read the books. I'm, I almost guarantee you this. So that's why he oh, yeah. probably has different opinions yep. and, and, and hopes. Yep. This is why, like, same thing with Avatar The Last Airbender, um, the movie, is a lot of people's expectations were really high. They want to see it more portrayed in a real-life scenario, and I think they fumbled the bag. And that's because I that's have true. I know the source material, and the, it's not that's a good true. adaptation of it. And that no. was, 
that's that's not, that's true. That's true. Um, what are your other what are your other four though? We'll get we'll um, get into all that, but we, let's give you some uh, some uh, what's the word some uh, pedigree of your uh, your taste so people can trust you. So mm-hmm. adaptations that I really like the second Batman trilogy, and that's from the um, closely relation to the comic book. I think it's Batman Comics True Detective, like fifty two, mm-hmm. and I I never read fifty two, but I once I did once the directors made the director's cut, and they said that hey, that's what they're basing it off of. Uh-huh. It made me fall in love with the movie even more, and the cinematography in that movie is just one of the most mm-hmm. beautiful things. And I think that's what makes a good adaptation. It's like when you can portray it, and hey, that stuff I could see, or that stuff like I know that building, or I know that that scenery, or it makes me feel like I'm immersed in their world. That's what good adaptations should do. The Harry Potter adaptations, um, pretty, oh, yeah. like especially the first Goblet of Fire, is one of the most literal translations of a book. Mainly a few different name changes and and extra characters that of course movies don't have enough time to put all that content mm-hmm. into one thing but the Harry Potter series is probably definitely up there for me and a lot of what Marvel does too um, I love what they do and they still bring their own twists and that's yeah, a good exactly. adaptation will always do yeah that. I mean Marvel Marvel in general especially when you come to comic books like Marvel in general is hitting it pretty good mm-hmm. you know I mean I will say we won't get into it but like I will say some of the more recent stuff like after after Endgame and stuff it's starting to fall it's starting to not hit as good but I mean but it's still doing it yeah, it's you just, know and there's still and it's still worth watching yeah, it very much so and it, across the board and it just keeps you, it keeps you in, in especially with a great series like that and they have their whole, their whole team if it's just like a, oh, a yeah. full team but just hey this is what we're basing off of. Is this comic book accurate, or is this character's design accurate uh, yeah. at all? Yeah, like most movies, that like at the you have your like continuity people to be like, oh, this glass was empty and now it's full again out of nowhere in this scene. So like that work doesn't work. You need to like edit it differently and stuff like that. Like you know, Marvel has like a whole team of people who are like they watch the movie and they're like, is this right? Like, is this good with the comics? And they're like, yes or no. Like they have to. And like, and I respect that. That's a good thing. Um, so my top five, I did. Um, I went with a little bit more cartoony, but uh, now that I think about it, you brought up uh, you brought up comic book ones. Um, it still kind of fits. But first, Scooby Doo, James Gunn, oh, Stewie, oh, Scooby Doo. Forgot about the old. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Scooby Doo is so good. You know, people always talk about like, oh, it was supposed to be. He wanted to make a rated R one yeah. and like really lean into like make it really adult mm-hmm. and stuff, and on the one hand, I really do want to see that. I would would have loved to have seen that, especially with James Gunn in charge. It would have been awesome. But, like, what we still get that still toes the line between adult and kid humor is so fucking great. And it was perfect for our generation. We watched yeah. Scooby-Doo as, as probably oh, yeah. six to nine-year-old cartoon version. And then this adaptation mm-hmm. comes out when we were, what, 11, 12 years old at that Something time? Something like that, yeah. Because we had just gotten – because we grew up with those uh, those four incredible Scooby-Doo movies. Right. The fucking um, – Cyber Chase, dude. Was Cyber, Chase, Cyber Chase was the goat. Fucking uh, <laughs> Witch's Ghost. Yes. Zombie yeah. Island. Zombie Island literally has like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which like a Scooby-Doo t- made-for-TV yes. movie has a 94% or something animated, like that. Animated. Like too. animated too. Like that's insane. Like – it's insane. And uh, uh, Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed is another <laughs> yeah. one because they're both so yeah. good. And they ha- they bring their own, like, uh, their own thing to it. And you've got, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar as fucking Daphne. you got Freddie Prince Jr. as Freddie. And they're married in real life. And, like, so their chemistry is amazing. Yep. And then you got um, Linda Cardellini. I forget how to pronounce her name. She's, uh, she's, she's Hawkeye's wife. 
speaking of Marvel. Oh, she's uh, is that Velma? That's yeah, Velma. Velma. She, she's and she's in Freaks and Geeks. Like she's amazing. And like so, she's super good. And then um, Matthew Lillard is Shaggy. Yes. There's literally nobody else who could have done it. Who, so who, do you know who voiced the? I don't know. Who the, I I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, uh, I'm I, don't wanna, I just thought about that. We're here to talk about last year, <laughs> so I don't want to take the time to look up Scooby Doo. We can talk about how good that is um, for so long. And then I have um, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Jim Carrey. I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't think about good. <laughs> I was looking up some list of like cartoon specific ones, and I was like, "Fuck, that one is really, <laughs> really fucking good." Jim Carrey just like is also made for that part. <laughs> Jim Carrey's made for the overtop yeah, roles. That there's literally really... nobody else in the world who could have done that and brought that energy and Lindy Lou humor with her crazy ass hair. <laughs> the crazy ass hair, yeah. <laughs> like, good lord, oh, Dr. Tar's hair should have been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> save it, save it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> Um, and then I have, um, now I'll get to my, uh, my DC one, uh, cause I actually watched this pretty recently. Uh, the, uh, the long Halloween two part movie they did, the Batman. Oh long yeah, yes. So like, it's like hour and a half each. And, so it's like three hours. And that was portrayed by the new Batman, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh my fucking God. The long Halloween, um, animated one. They, you know, they change things that they have to just to put it into a three hour, like yeah. two, two part movie, three hours total, give or take. But oh my god, it was so good. The way that they they straight up take panels from the original uh, graphic novel and like that's what the shot is. And they like hold yeah. it long enough for you to appreciate the original and art like, and hey, stuff. And point and say, hey, yeah. And like that shit. Mm. That's where comics power gets to have the edge on a lot of the stuff is where a lot of people yeah. are taking words from the book. Animated, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially the with the books, animated. You can literally just make a frame as close as you can where people just make you catch your eye and it makes you get that nostalgia. Yeah, feel. exactly. Because, yeah, The Long Halloween was one of the first, was probably the first, like, actual full-blown graphic novel I read back in high school. Because I'd always loved Batman and stuff and, like, comics in general. like But, like, the movies and the shows and stuff, I never really read them. But then I read that one. And now I have just so many that I've been reading yeah. and like have read ever since then because it really opened my eyes to like how literary it can actually be Maybe. and stuff. And when it translates into a film like that, it's so good. Especially with that that much staple that bat the Batman character. Yeah, One exactly. Below comic book characters, mm -hmm. maybe behind. Yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man alone. True. Special special shout out to uh, the year one. Uh, yes, adaptation yes. where they did uh, with uh, Brian Cranston mm -hmm. as Jim Gordon. Mm -hmm. That one was also incredible. But my last one on my list is, and this is a pure nostalgia because it's probably not really a good movie, but I loved it so much growing uh, growing up and with the recent rise of uh, Brandon Fraser coming back into our lives, <laughs> George of the Jungle. I was like, say. George of the Jungle <laughs> is so fucking good, dude. It is so good. Oh my god, it was the it was the funniest shit when I was a kid. He's so good at being a fucking goofy, fucking wild man. Like God, Brandon Fraser. I'm so happy he's back in the mainstream and people have missed him. Like, I'm so happy. As soon as you said Brandon Fraser, I instantly knew what you were talking about. And I was, I'm not even thought right? about George in the Jungle. Back that, <laughs> like in I the mean, corner of my memory banks. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I like. I will say I don't don't always think about George of the Jungle, but um, 
without getting too much into it, with my job, I actually come across that movie a lot. <laughs> and um, They released a VHS. Yeah, like, I, like, I come across that movie a lot, fucking putting George of the Jungle DVDs uh, on the shelves at my job. And uh, so I have been thinking about it recently, and then I was looking at a list uh, to, like, get my top five going, and that one was on, like, every list I saw, and I was, and, like, all these, like, flashbacks of watching it growing up came to me, and I was like, fuck, that movie is so good. From what I remember, and this don't quote me on this because it's been probably 10 years since oh. I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Is he had like a really good, like, a, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it was so good. Yes, it, Mating Call, as you yeah, know. like Mating Call, War Cry, whatever the fuck they called it. Yes, it was so fucking good. Oh my god, it was so good. So, all right, Call so us. those are our, so those are our uh, top five adaptations. Got some comic books, got some cartoon, got some, you know, whatever, some book with Harry Potter, which Harry Potter is definitely a special mention for me too. Watch it every Christmas time because it's so cozy and great um it's just amazing but now we're gonna get into some scores for uh the last airbender <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about the you know the rotten tomato imdb and the metacritic so i was actually surprised with how low the rotten tomatoes <laughs> critic score was on this justifiably one. so i mean it is <laughs> and it makes sense we literally just both sat here and watched it before we started recording again and like it's not I don't know. It's pretty hard. It's a 5% credit <laughs> score. 5%. <laughs> Which means it may be one of the lowest scored Rotten Tomato movies I've ever watched. <laughs> what is it? It's not the... It's not, it's not, I know Grammy has the whammy. What's the Oscar oh, call? The, when this, it's the, the Razzies. The Razzies. The Golden Raspberry I mean, or the Razzies. I remember that... When it was in for the Oscars, I remember mm. it winning like nine or ten Razzies. Oh yeah, so, yeah, it won. It <laughs> like almost sweep, every category you can have. Sweep the Razzies. Just Game of sure. Thrones it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fucking like it was just insane. Uh, but the and the audience score is a little bit nicer, let's say, but still pretty bad. Thirty thirty percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is makes sense. It's, just because but it's higher. You got to think about it. I mean. Maybe, and this is what I view it as, when I was 9 watch, nine to 13, or a little bit older than that, watching the original series on TV on Nickelodeon, mm. and then maybe that 12-year-old had like a 6-year-old brother, yeah. who was then probably, what, 10 when the, the movie came out? Yeah. So maybe he's probably 35%. Yeah, he might be the 35%. <laughs> It's like, hey, yeah, I, so, it's still, it's still, like, my so mental brain power can't compute. <laughs> so you're saying the thirty percent is from children and parents, probably parents, and their parents writing yeah, the reviews yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, well, not, I mean, just parents too. You got, or just their it. parents. Some yeah. of those viewers score probably definitely comes from parents. And well, yeah, well, get, we'll, we'll get into more of that and why I, why I have points of why it's a good movie because it, it is a kids movie, yeah, and that, and that is a part of uh, what makes it better than people give it shit for. Uh, but lastly, real quick, Metacritic had a 20 and an audience of 2.5. <laughs> and IMDb had a 4 out of 10. So, you know, you're you're failing very bad. They're about to put you... Uh, I don't even know. You're not even allowed to go to school anymore with those kind of... I wonder how much the budget was. <laughs> I didn't look into it. I was kind of scared after seeing that 5% to like double check. Because so, I check them and sometimes I'm like, eh, sometimes it's worth mentioning, sometimes it's not. But... Uh, but uh, Shyamalan has the money. 
He's got, he's got plenty of money um, back when he was good. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. He hasn't been good in a while. No offense. <laughs> no. I hear that show he has on Apple TV is not that bad, but uh, who cares? Split wasn't terribly bad. Split wasn't terrible. It, it, it kept you loose, entertained, and like on your edge. Yeah, and then, with the, tw- and then with the twist at the very yeah. end of mm-hmm. like, oh my god, it's part of the Unbreakable world. Yes. Like that was kind of fun. And James McAvoy was amazing yes. playing all like twenty five fucking people. British actresses do it better. Dude. They do. They, they <laughs> really do. It's it's more of an art than like a job. Yes. In Britain, Maybe. so I will give them that. Sorry, American actors. America does make the best movies. It's yes. our best export, but the actors from England are a little bit more focused, I guess and you could they, say. They, they, like, their accents. How do you code switch like that? Where you can just I know, yeah, turn they're really English good. Accent it's a lot them. easier to go to an American accent, I feel like, too. Yeah, and, they're, so. and they're just better at it, yeah. you know, and just switching up accents. Um, so now we're going to talk about some reviews. I've got one good, one bad, as I do. And uh, we're going to go over the uh, bad one first, because the uh, good one is... <laughs> something we'll say so uh john walsh for the independent says quote a breathtakingly clueless misconceived stupid humorless unexciting dim dumb farago the worst film i've seen in years that's <laughs> <laughs> so john walsh from the independent uh which is a, a british publication yeah. so you know maybe that played a part of it um thoughts thoughts on that quote just well, i mean it's he's he's angry um, as, as many people were when this movie came out he's quite upset there is a lot of adjectives <laughs> and they're all bad but he's, he's hitting on the points where this movie tremendously failed especially what i thought the humor um mm. avatar the last airbender tv series was very light going i mean they had yeah. heavier tones that they kind of smoothed you into but oh, yeah. it was definitely more of a it was for kids it was yeah. on nickelodeon but it's kids. hilarious but yeah too. exactly like it's genuinely funny yes. the show and it then is. which is horror undertones they kind of put out there through the season especially not in the first season mm-hmm. um, i would say maybe some of the heavier terms come in sec- the second and the third season for sure yeah it does get a little bit heavier and darker as you get closer to the end but you, but in these characters they don't make you want to like fall or want to follow their stories at all and yeah you don't you don't give a shit about these characters not, not really at all yeah. just because they're the dialogue they have between them too yeah, which, that's, which, that's true which, that's which, true um so uh the good review which again is Honestly, like, not even good, but I literally, like, only found two good reviews. Um, So Scott Bowles for USA Today says, quote, He hasn't mastered the craft yet, but M. Night Shyamalan may be on to something with his action movie thing. (laughs) So the good review for this movie, the best review, quote, I could find for this movie was, this movie wasn't that good, but M. Night Shyamalan doing action, I can see the potential of it being better. And he gave it, like, like mm, I think it was, like, 2.5 out of 4 stars for, like, USA Today, which is a positive review for their scaling system. Um, I wonder if he was talking about, talking about like, the, like, the element action or, like, the hand-to-hand he combat. Did, he was talking about, um, I, I read the whole article, and, um, um, which is very short because <laughs> it, it was a good it was a good one for this movie. Um, but um, he um, he was talking about like the action sequences and stuff and like the and part of it the like the CGI action sequences of the bending and stuff like that and how that was incorporated into which is something that I did agree with. I did think that that was like pretty good. The action sequences are like exactly what you think they're going to be, and they're done well. They're done different, but they're done well. Um, while still hitting that mark, obviously it's not like, you know, it's not, let's put it this way, going back to the MCU, 
it's not the best action sequences like you see in like the Captain America movies or Endgame, but it's not as bad as Iron Fist action sequences. It's can, somewhere in the middle. I, I so like there's potential there I with the fight scenes. What I, what, I, what I thought is the fight scenes and the non-bending fight scenes were, were really great. Yes. The elemental fight scenes I thought were ass. You have eight, seven people doing yeah. this whole ten-step choreographer dance for yeah. one little rock just to go cross scope. <laughs> yes, I did. I did specifically. Yeah, rewatching it. It made me laugh. Yeah, again watching it with you just now for the first time in so many years, I was also like, yeah, why are there like five to eight people dance like doing their little thing, and only one little rock goes, and then one guy comes in and he like shoots it and makes it like five different ones, and like attack the guy, which is great, but also like. What is we've it, seen, it, like in the show again, going well, to the, the show. The crazy, and, and the, the crazy thing about that is, it's like it's not linear either with like the power scaling of how the Avatar the, mm-hmm. the movie went. Just because, like I said, there's nine people building that doing that one little rock across panel of the screen, but then you see Katara or no Iro by himself and you with mean one person. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah oh, we'll get to the stupid. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the pronunciation names. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you see him all by himself with just like one little step, create dragon wings out of nothing, which also was just all show. And just once again, for like the best bending ability besides the huge waterfall at the very end, it was very like, hey, this is my poker card. I mean, it's my bluff, or you better run and. Mm-hmm. Um, Commander Zhao, and I guess this would be the only good part I had about it. It's suspicious since I watched the TV series. They made Commander, or what it should have been, Admiral Zhao. Mm-hmm. Like, this, the pussy little bitch that he should be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, he's a pussy ass bitch in the series. Yeah, so that's, and, and, that's you wanna, your, and you want to, yeah. So that, that's your favorite part? That, that, is that oh, they make the, him a pussy? That, that, and to me, I thought Zuko would play yes, a part. We, we are, very, very we are going to talk more about Zuko because I, I have a lot of things to say about him because he's the standout yes. in this movie um, for the positive. Um, so you like, you like Zuko and how he was done, and you like. Uh, Commander, aka Admiral Dow, being a pussy. Well, yeah, as he's supposed to be. well yeah, and especially, and we'll talk about Zuko part later on. But like, you can tell he's probably the only one in this whole room or whole movie that's probably actually watched the last series. Just, yeah. just because you can hear some of his lines were exactly what Zuko said. Exactly. One, I must and, that, and that's really devastating too. That makes it um, a hard movie to root for because. Um, I was reading some stuff about in my Shyamalan and like the making of the movie and like he made it because he watched the show with his kids and then he pitched it like he mm-hmm. wanted to make this because his kids liked it and the way it like we're not watching the same show yeah we're, we're apparently we're, not watching the same show like I mean don't get me wrong I feel like you know maybe he has a different background with the show and everything um, so maybe maybe he thought it needed to be told differently and this is how he was going to go about it like sure but like that is kind of like I was like you know, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he's never seen it. Yeah. But I found out then getting ready for this that he has. And like, oh shit. Maybe, well, like, maybe that was his cover. I mean, uh, maybe. Kind of get a little flack. It's like, here you look. Here's the real thing. It's just my perspective. Yeah, it's just my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whatever, M. Night. Um, but yeah, so what I didn't like, um, if you can't if you can't tell for those listening, um, uh, Justin's uh, saying it's garbage and I'm uh, going to argue that it's good. What I didn't like, though, is... Um, What's, uh, what's with all the fucking white people? Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is like... So, 
the only non-white people are Zuko. The Fire Nation. I would, the say, Fire Nation. I would, say, I would say the whole Fire Nation. The whole Fire Nation they're, is they're South pretty Indian, standard. South yeah, like Indian. Not South Indian. I was Southeast Asian. Yes, yeah, like, yes. like from, from, from Asia like yeah. or, or India. And then everybody else who's important is fucking white as fucking snow. Yes. Which is like <laughs> completely in contradiction to and the evidence. source material <laughs> and like... Not even the source material, but what the source material is based on. Oh, the spiritual mentality of it. I mean, yeah, like, we, like we colonizing that too now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to colonize this fucking fake world that was directly inspired by Eastern philosophy yes, and uh, storytelling. Like, and like, so that's obviously very hard to wrap my head around and be like, okay, cool. Especially um, coming from a, a POC, a person from an Asian background. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, okay, cool. Thinking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess 2010 was still too early to ask for representation, <laughs> huh? Like, no, when he pitched, he's like, yes, but I think they would look better light-skinned. So, but it would be way sicker <laughs> if they were white. Like, in Nightshot, like, exactly, yeah. He, <laughs> he is a, he's like, but the, he's a POC. He's the first. But he, but he said, hey, but give, me the, give me the fire in it. So. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me make the antagonist of the whole movie oh, yeah, and the producer, people of color. And the, the producers are <laughs> like, oh, the bad people are not white? Yeah, perfect, perfect. perfect. Yeah, we'll give you we'll, all the money we'll, we'll, you want. We'll you, do that, though. Exactly, yeah. It's just like, uh, it's, it's, it's infuriating. It was infuriating then. It was infuriating before. It's infuriating still to this day it's just like because I, I i 100 believe that's what happened the fucking white people in charge of the studios were like uh no and then he was like what if they were the bad guys and they're like perfect and like <laughs> perfect and like and they're like he's yeah. like at least it gives me some kind of representation yeah give me something yeah i guess i'll do something because you know my fucking kids look like <laughs> the bad guys now like i want uh, them to say hey yo i mean that's i, uh, I, I can almost guarantee now that i'm thinking about it. that's probably what he did it's like hey i want my kids to at least see themselves exactly. on tv exactly and like you know i mean in getting such a, i mean m night Shyamalan again like his early career was incredible he was falling off he wanted to do something different his kids loved the show um, he was like, I could do this. This would be fun. This would be cool. My kids would love it. But again, Hollywood being the fucking beast that it is, like, he had to do what he could to get it done. And he, I feel like he really did want to get it done, and that he had fun doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? But you know, uh, we'll we'll get into uh, whether it truly uh, hit the mark or not. And the first thing I really do want to talk about, as we've kind of been teasing this whole time, is uh, Zuko. Yeah. We'll start. With, we'll start with the the he, the best. What you what you call the uh, not a climax, but a um, best uh, arc. Arc. Oh, yeah, yes, the best. The, the best, best arc. arc yes, exactly. Of any character ever made. It's top, is, that's top five. It's the best. It's one of the best arcs of all time in the show, and they really hit it hit it in this movie very I, well. I agree. And honestly, one of the main reasons is because is because Dave Patel is or Dev Patel. Sorry, White and I just made. I said his name was Dave, not Dev. God damn it, his name is Dev Patel, not Dave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Justin. Um, he's the only kid actor who knows yes. how to fucking act. Yes, he's he well, is he's so, so good. He's, he's also was it the only he's slum dog. Yeah, slum dog He's in the Green Knight, the yes, exactly. which is and like a pie, like a pie too. But I think like a pie happened after this. Dude. I think I think so. Yeah. Don't I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, if anybody wants to DM me and tell me I'm an idiot <laughs> that I don't know that, that's fine. I didn't. The movie was fine. And the book's better. Right. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was just about to say, I was like, <laughs> doesn't we can add that one to the list. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One of my curriculum yeah, books I had to read. It was yeah, right. like, come on, dude. Like, I knew this one. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, yeah, Dev Patel is, he is absolutely incredible. But I think part of the reason why he is so incredible is that not only is it because he's an amazing actor, but because 
he uh in Night Shyamalan takes more time fleshing his character out. Yeah. Like when we see him getting made fun of on the boat by uh Commander Admiral yeah, Admiral uh, Admiral Zhao. We see we see that and like his his acting and his nonverbal acting as he's getting angry angrier and angrier as he's starting to to uh firebend some the candle towards him yeah. to fucking like snipe his ass and get rid of him like that acting without saying a word is the best acting out of any of the young yeah, kids I agree. and that any of them do even when they have deep monologues and very important moments but also i think uh because m night Shyamalan uh wrote produced and directed yeah. this movie i think m night Shyamalan took the time because of his dark past yes with movies and film he understood that character better yes. and adapted him in a better, more realistic way. And then they cast the perfect person to do it. And that makes this movie very, very like, that's one of the things that makes this movie a lot better just to see his, the scenes of his arc. And because they devote a lot more time to it yes. because there's a lot of pacing issues with um, the whole overall narrative, but they take the time to showcase Deb Patel's acting and they're writing around his, like, tragic hero character. Yes. And stuff like that. And I think, and I was really happy that they included it on this and went on the rewatch. I, I also thought it was probably the best part of the movie when um, the blue spirit. Um, yes. Yes, I, I thought that was almost perfectly it's all so onto that episode of when he rescues Aang, um, Aang's terror. I mean, they let the backstory out, but of course, movie, TV series going to a movie, you got to cut some things out for plot and, and pacing. Um, but that scene, and that was also, I would say, the best action scene is when Zuko was fighting mm -hmm. with his swords and they were back to back, and mm -hmm. Aang using his airbender all around. Mm -hmm. Now he's still doing the whole bring it on dance routine to just just to get one <laughs> gust of wind and one people back three inches. But <laughs> hey, I visually, it is a lot of work to get there for like it's it's like it's like like twenty steps uh, backwards just to get two steps forward with uh, the the dancing and the and again like you were saying the. Uh, the uh, bending but visually, fight scene. Visually, I think it was probably the most appealing part. And if I was making a trailer of that movie and wanted people to come see the movie, I would. I, would, I think. I, I would see, just... and I think that's what Scott Scott from uh, USA Today was trying to get at. Was like, I think he was talking about that scene specifically. Yeah. Because like that fight scene, I I remember like just now watching it and being like, "Fuck, this is like a really sick ass fight scene." And like, this is a kids' movie, and it's like bordering on like pretty quality, like fucking shit. Yeah. Like, and it was great. Um. And I do think, um, so crazy though, real quick though, <laughs> Zuko's only defense is swords. And this is a problem I had with the TV series too, but they kind of fleshed it out a little bit more by especially panning towards Zuko. Mm. Um, but you fight when a double-bladed sword and you didn't kill a, soul, a single person. You're going to tell me a PG movie that this man just... And I think they do play it off well because, I mean, the soldiers are wearing black, so therefore yeah, you, you, so can't, you, can't, you can't Exactly, see. and that's and that's one of my biggest arguments like for this movie is, at the end of the day, it is a PG kids movie. He made it for his kids, yes. so he made it a PG movie. So... You said it's not funny, like the humor is like like misses the mark. As an adult, yes, it does, but it is 
for kids. So there's a lot of really good kid humor yeah. in it. You know what I mean? Like when uh when Katara tries to fight the uh, guys when they first go into the Earth Kingdom and she accidentally freezes uh uh Zuko. Oh, no, like, Sokka. So so Sokka. Sokka. Soka. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best to do the old I mean, the, the, the actual the, 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 yeah. well, the movie actual way. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But when she accidentally fucking gets him and stuff and he's like and he's like 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 that's hilarious yeah. to a child. Yes. You know what and, I mean? And that I was like that. that humor is good for for children. Yeah, for, for kids. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, it plays well and it works in the storytelling. But Sokka, and it's at the right but, time. But Sokka wasn't Sokka. And Sokka wasn't Sokka in this movie, to me. I, <laughs> I thought, like, a lot of his... I mean, let's just say how it is. Season one, Sokka is, mm-hmm. is, is, is misogynist. He's a big... He, he really especially, is. especially if you watch, like, the very four or five, very first four or five episodes, he, he degrades his sister a lot. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's very degrading to his sister. And um, he's a... Um, how do I say this? A... Pussy hound? Yes. Like, he is literally, like, any girl that's kind of cute that, like, is someone he's not related to, he's like, what's up, girl? What's oh, yeah. Up? What's they, up? They, what's they, up? They, they cut out the whole Kyoshi words just to, like, a, a, so a, a, a ten second bit of, hey, this was your past life two, yeah. two, two, two generations ago, and she was an earthbender. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Anyway, it. anyway, we're gonna move on now. Like, you'll learn earthbending eventually in the next movie, which obviously didn't happen. Maybe it'll just be Sokka's rebound. Uh, hey, we'll say we, we mentioned it for two seconds in the yeah, first exactly. movie. <laughs> exactly. And, like, so that's obviously very frustrating because, like, yeah, it's like, you don't get in, like, and that is one of the things that one of the reasons I uh, have issues with this movie is um, the again the only character that is actually fleshed out yeah, is, is fucking Zuko. is Zuko fucking Dave Patel yeah. like fucking he's the only one who has an arc um, except for Aang not not Ong real quick sidebar we just need to go ahead. so um so uh. We all know it as Aang. In the fucking movie, they call him Ong. Ong. And they call him the Avatar. <laughs> yeah, the, yes, Avatar. He, yeah. Even though Nickelodeon was one of the producers for this movie, they, and they still mispronounce everything along the way. All the fucking It's, it's Suku, Suko, not Zuko. Like, yes. S with the, instead of the Z. And Eero. Eero. Honestly, the Eero, the Eero, Ira thing. The Soko or the Avatar. Yeah, the Avatar. <laughs> You're the Avatar. Maybe, like, I, oh my god. Doesn't Azula say like that in the TV series? Maybe she like just put once that or twice, <laughs> like, but, at the end, but they're like everyone's like he's the avatar, yeah, the avatar, there's an A V, not a, not a, avatar. Like that's just, uh, it's so, it's so infuriating, and it, like really, it, as as someone who's a fan of the show, as most people who went to see this movie probably are, it's infuriating. It's very, <laughs> that's infuriating. But regardless, um, he is the only character. Dev Patel's the only character who's actually like really fleshed out, and everybody else is, except for Aang. I- Aang's hero's journey arc in this. Because remember, it was supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be the three books. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be... It was supposed to follow that. It was book one, book two, book three, right? That was the plan. Mm-hmm. So we all... So we see book one, water. Aang... The end of this movie is... Or the whole movie is... Aang is talking about how... The hero's journey was thrust upon him, and he denied it. And that's why he ended up being gone for 100 years. But then you slowly but surely see him, like, starting the rebellion amongst the Earth Kingdom. And then slowly but surely um, being a hero, even though that's never what he wanted to do. Like, when the guy betrays him, when he goes to see Ruko and, like, all that stuff. And he betrays him, he's like, you were gone, and I suffered, so, like, I have to do this. Like, they're paying me, like, I have to do this so I can, like... 
thrive because you were gone because you chose to fucking sit this one out bud and i hate you so like i'm gonna have to betray you and then and like that's like a, a defining moment for his character and like for uh for ong and um ang and um <laughs> wanting to uh and wanting to uh like be a good person and then you get the blue spirit coming and saving him and then he goes to leave and then he's like no i need to save him because he saved me like that's another defining moment of like the hero's journey being thrust upon him and him accepting it and then um we get finally all the way to the end and um he's talking to the dragon and he's like fucking use the ocean bud like you have to like you have to and he finally does it and he saves everybody and then everybody goes to bow down to him and he finally bows down back to them so this whole thing is the is ang's hero's journey and him finally accepting his responsibility of being the avatar and i think in those moments when we see like those plot points and those moments of him having the hero's journey like put on him and him accepting it is really good storytelling at the end of the day and like makes his like as the main character makes his journey more appealing and interesting and then you combine that with dev patel and uh zuko's journey it's like pretty well crafted like they're they're two arcs of redemption and acceptance of who they are and what they need to do you're basing on and i can hear what you're saying but i will say this and as far as ong or ang's journey that you're speaking of they skipped a crucial part, like maybe the first six or seven episodes of the series, when that's mainly just the background of the, you don't get to know the characters. But for Ang's first words, or very first conversation of dialogue with more than one actor on the on the scene is, "Yes, I'm the Avatar. I ran away from home. I must be getting back now." Ang didn't tell us he ran away until episode four of the series. That's and, true. And, that, well, that's true. But we're going off of. We're doing a whole season condensed into one. Yeah, but you you can't hour and thirty seven minute movie, so you, it has to be told differently. Yeah, but you and but you also can't can compare when you're saying hey you're making a case of this progression. You can't just take a whole story of this progression and I don't know where Aang left off. If I'm watching this movie that's never seen Avatar: Last Airbender, I don't know what why he's trying to do this or what even the Avatar is because once again they never explain what the Avatar was and. The Avatar State, <laughs> which is fine. The tattoos we'll get to when we talk about <laughs> how this looks and everything. But when it comes down to Aang as a character, it's flawed. It's probably, I think, to be honest, one of the most flawed characters in the whole thing. I think he's the most apparent, apparently white character there is. Yes. Uh, maybe Katara. Um, but yeah. Aang, for sure, I can definitely tell that this is a six, eight, six to eight-year-old white, white boy. Mm-hmm. Um... But as far as them bringing an actual, like, not the source material, but, like, the philosophies, the culture of it, the Avatar state, which is a dragon, which is it's all types of weird because, hey, the Avatar state for us was the time for him to talk to his past ancestors or his yeah. past generation or his past avatars mm-hmm. so that way he can get wisdom. Now we just have this dragon that he doesn't know why he's going into. And also, they give us, like, a lot of pointless. For dialogue-wise, he goes, oh, yeah. A monk can once meditate for four days without food or water, and it's just one blatantly pointless piece yeah. of dialogue that we don't need. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, like he can go over, like, hey, and like, he tells us yeah. all the times, like, he says, 
they told me I couldn't have a family and I couldn't have a life. <laughs> like, yeah, like, but then they, yeah. Okay, so, so what you're saying is, it's like it's like they hint at the like what the avatar is and the responsibilities and like the conditions, yes. and circumstances of being the avatar without really telling us, but but without even that. knowing at all what what this is or what his duties are. And he's always talking about, hey, this is my duty to be avatar. What are these duties? Why? Yeah, like what duties? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? I mean, they do. I mean, they they obviously like say like it's like well to keep harmony between the four nations and stuff, but like there's a lot more to it, obviously, um, and everything, and. I feel like, I feel like, if we had gotten the two other movies, like if they had been like, we're still going to do the second movie, they could have fleshed out. They, they could have fleshed it out a little bit more there. Because I think, I think what the point of this movie was was that they were obviously going to do a trilogy, yes, and do uh, the three books and get into it. And I think the second one would have been more of a more focus on like that and what it means because the whole point of this movie was him getting the hero's journey and accepting it and then we would go into more and the second one would go into more of the like what does it actually mean now that i've accepted it because he didn't get trained on it in this movie and you know what i mean another part that like i would say is not a crucial part but what makes this movie you know which makes just a tv series especially uh what 22 20 episodes first season Give or take. Of, of 22 minute episodes put pack that into an hour half two hours and really for kids you really got an hour and a half um they're just yeah. spanish you're really you gotta make yeah. that movie a 90 to 100 minute movie hour and 37 minutes long yeah, yeah exactly so you really have to condense that a lot and maybe there's a lot of stuff they left on the cutting board of directing cut and just yeah if they ever released a director's cut i would imagine it would be at least two hours uh, if not three i if, mean they, yeah. pro- they probably had intentions to put a lot of the kiyoshi wars in um maybe go into a little background of the air temples a little bit more um also going to ang the avatar state but i feel like Really, all M. Shyamalan had to do was, and there's no way you can make a perfect film, um, especially when taking all the material, like we're saying, is all you have to do is, one, get us to like the characters, tell us how, where we're going, where, tell us where we're going season two and season three, mm-hmm. and then just really, ultimately, set up a few good action scenes, set Zuko's the protagonist for the next two and a half seasons, three yeah. seasons, um, what's called two, two and a half movies. And just get us to the next point. I mean, because all, all book one was supposed to be is water. Yeah. And oh, not even talking about this. In the movie, <laughs> they say, we know that in Avatar, the last ever in the TV series, that Aang is really naturally talented in waterbending. Yeah. This whole movie, until he fights um, Master Paku, is all about. And, and sucking, yeah, exactly. Bad and, 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 and guitar being good at it, and yeah. And, 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 and now guitar is like he'll hate and not not teaching. It. It's, it's it's a really weird dynamic. I wouldn't have been mad if guitar was a really good waterbending and yeah. didn't, didn't have to teach just because that's what the avatar is. Is learn all the the, yeah, el- the exactly. elements. But the thing is, if you're gonna do it, do it a little bit better and at least yeah. have guitar teacher, not just guitar just sit there and wait and. We don't even see Katara in any of the training scenes for the most part. So no, then we don't. Somehow Katara just naturally becomes master. Yeah, and then at the end she's fighting uh, Zuko <laughs> and like like it's like like going toe to toe with him and he's been trained his whole fucking life and like and she's like right there with him until she he finally gets a blow on. You her. don't see yeah and then 
she gets just knocked out. <laughs> like, and she's just, just fucking sleep. It's the best firebending. I guess the actual attack of it was was when he <laughs> did the two side, the one right here, yes. block, and she blocked with the right, and then yeah. the left. And then the one came in, and then hit him, and then knocked yeah. her out. But also, this shows that she's not as great as a firebender as she was in, in the series. And as Book One Katara was not Even that, in Book well, one. Yeah, yeah, was not that great until probably the last three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. This one, she naturally turns great within. Not even being on cameras doing what? Yeah, like apparently, yeah. It's like it's like, oh yeah, you guys all know, like you guys all know and yeah. stuff, and like yeah, and I mean, it's like, well, what if they don't know? What if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it? Like, how does she get so good all of a sudden? You find they find the scroll, whatever. <laughs> we see her training. Going. We see her training one time with it, whatever. Which is which is crazy because even he like M. Shaman, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, he didn't, <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have to give him a water scroll. They could have just been actually practicing themselves. They could have just practicing. Like, but, but they also he tried to tie in that one thing where they got the scroll from the pirates in the TV series. And, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And like, and, and that's the thing is like one of the things that I think works because again, it's a PG kids movie is they try to toe the line of like getting it all, getting everything as much of it as they can in there while still making it digestible for kids because if we get like we're getting into some deep uh avatar the show lore right now you know what i mean and like but it's a kids movie yeah i know you know what i mean so it's like and i think and i think it works it's like it's like yeah like i've seen the show and i'm like okay yeah she's all of a sudden magically powerful and stuff like we've seen her practicing like once and she has this scroll that we can assume she's reading but like a kid can make those connections on their own and still enjoy it and stuff. And so, like, so like it works in the best possible way. The best way to adapt this live action is to do a series, yes. you know, obviously, so you can take the time to really learn those and, things. And flesh go to the fucking out. go to the fucking uh, library and have all that stuff, and like they can find like their own knowledge there while the Fire Nation finds their because they yes. reference it and yes. stuff and everything. And um, that's when they learn about. Um, and the show, that's when they learn about the comet, you know, because, like, we only really get a couple talking about the, the comet, um, especially at the end, yes. like, the like what would be a post-credit scene yes. if it wasn't immediately after yeah. the final scene. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have run some credits, then done it um, to tease the next one and stuff. And uh, and it's like, yeah, like, if the second one had happened, there would be a lot more focus on the comet. Maybe then they would go to the library and stuff. So I do think that for what it was of like a build up into the next two it really 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 does work but then we never got those two Jacob I will say this you're giving these nine to ten year olds a lot of credit <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to to picking up on one thing one small 15 second that clip that's what I'm saying I get what their goal no, is <laughs> you're flipping what I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying the opposite I'm saying like because they're kids they would get if you bog them down with all this detail and lore they're going to get bored and they're going to like not be able to keep up with the story. But with just this little bit of like, Oh, there's this thing like, Oh, there's that thing. Like they can focus on the main story, which is Aang's hero's journey arc and his acceptance of being a hero and being the avatar and stuff. And I think all that kind of works. Your arc, your, and my arc, are two different things. <laughs> like you, you. I don't see. And you're saying hey, this, his arc is really good in this movie. Is where does he go from this? Is he still doing the hero's journey season two and season three? And mm-hmm. that that's that's not arc. That's just line, that's linear. No, it, it is. <laughs> but, but like, but like he. But it, it's a complete. It's a complete story that's been told because we meet him and we learn pretty soon that um, 
you know, he was supposed to be the avatar and then he ran away and stuff and like he never bowed. He didn't do the bow, so he never accepted it. And by the end, he does accept it. He does. And that and that, I would say that. that I is would, a complete story. That is. I would, you know say, I I would mean? say as a protagonist goes, I mean, if you're doing the bare minimum, you, that's where you can call his arc. It, where <laughs> Again, it's the bare minimum because it's a fucking kids movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but there's more intense kids movies. There's Percy Jackson who yeah, were, and other ones. That, that you, I mean, you're right. you see the progression of, of his character where, where same Percy Jackson didn't want this title, didn't ever ask for this title. <laughs> you see him want it and then you see him own up to it, but not in the first. I was, I mean, I, I would say the first, or what do you call it, a trilogy? The first, I guess not a trilogy, but like the the three parts of the movie. First uh, act. Yeah, the first act of the movie. By the time he's out of the fir- this first act, he's already realized what you're saying. I would have said if Aang had saved the world after the first act, I think he would have did the bow then. But he didn't accept it. Yeah, I was saying, I, he, I think he would have accepted it. I, I mean, yeah. If the, I think if the Rock people over here, the Earth Nation, when they were captives, if they had bowed down to him, I think he would have took it then. Well, I think it's what it is. Is he he had unconsciously accepted it and then he consciously accepts it at the end and like that's what the whole story is about and then you have the Dev Patel Zuko like anti-hero like antagonist arc and like they work in conjunction with each other about how they're both becoming the heroes that they're that they're destined to be because a lot of this movie is about destiny you got the, yes. you got the fucking moon girl you know she's like I'm out that's why I was born so, yeah. fucking dead in the water literally and then like like that's what this whole thing is about. It's about destiny and doing the right thing, even in the face of like, like, um, like unbeatable odds and stuff like that. Which is a very inspiring thing for kids because again, it's a kids movie. My whole argument's based on that it's a kids movie. <laughs> so please don't poke at it too much. <laughs> if you look at any from any type of more depth, you won't find it. <laughs> the, oh, you're saying there's no depth to this children's uh, movie? <laughs> What do you mean? I'm saying that my soap, my Sophie dog over here was more in, in, entertained with this movie than I was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she loved it, obviously. Uh, but thing, I would like, say the funniest scene, and it's one of the parts that just makes me laugh. Uh, not laugh because it's actually funny, but laugh because how bad it is. It's when Aang <laughs> is in the Earth tab getting and getting captive with the other Earthbenders. He goes, "What if I were to tell you that the Avatar is alive?" <laughs> and he goes, "The Avatar has been dead for more than hundred years. I'm alive." <laughs> 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 Reveal <reveals> this head. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I just thought that was like <laughs> it's from the bowling uh, what's called clip. Who do you think you? I am. <laughs> okay, I mean that is fair. That is fair that he's literally the dialogue in this movie. Is that that's more. Oh, I disagree. I, just, so I, I, I disagree with you when you say hey, because how you get so, the arc conveyed, especially when these white actors can't portray a, a cactus plant. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because you have to do their words, okay. and I think the dialogue is extremely lacking. Okay, okay, okay. So what you're saying is. You understand that the structure of the of Aang's arc makes sense and is there, but how we actually, as an audience, see that arc come to fruition falls flat because of the acting and the dialogue. And, and how rushed it is. And how rushed and, it is. And how rushed it is. I mean... For me to be yeah. drawn into characters, <laughs> either you gotta have either you're extremely entertaining visually, you it has to be some really crazy dialogue, not crazy dialogue, but just compelling dialogue. Just compelling, yeah, well written dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and third, probably just make me care what their story and what the background is and how the environment and the sub characters and the people who have the two lines actually there's two lines mean something then mm-hmm. hey this guy threw a, a pebble at me he's arrested <laughs> he arrests everybody there does not notice that the avatar is because he has his hood on still mm-hmm. then magically next scene we're there with all the other earth nation they don't have handcuffs on anymore <laughs> and this kid's never to be seen again which i'm guessing is supposed to be haru <laughs> but yeah. haru is supposed to be way older than a six-year-old boy who hides behind his dad <laughs> that's true um uh, god uh, yeah i mean I guess I guess the best way for me to put it is the the bones are there of the structure but Bo- I don't bones, know. bones were there because it's an adaptation. We know how course, the story should go. Yeah, of course the bones are there because it's adapted from one of the best <laughs> fucking shows that's ever happened. So And I wouldn't have been mad if uh, honestly if they had just Pick the scene straight from what the uh, what's called what the TV series had, and just real life actor said it. Yeah, <laughs> like if the, it was like a word for word. Yeah, watch M, M. Night Shyamalan just write him a fifty million dollar check, screenwriting, and yeah, just, it's like hey, I'm making my own words. Like no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write it. Yeah, I can just, write it. Just plagiarize the whole thing. Yeah, because you literally could have. You literally could have. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, you're right. Because he could have literally just taken like the most important scenes and then cut out anything else that wasn't important and then made a two hour movie. And it would have been fine, and it would have been exactly what we what we wanted and expected. <laughs> at least, at least a little higher. Probably would have got like a forty percent of the run. Yeah, I mean, score. like, yeah, maybe because the, something. <laughs> the worst part, <laughs> it bugged me as a kid, and I mean, the few things I've picked up bug me now more as an adult than I did as a kid. But the number one thing that bothered me as a kid watching this was to bend fire. You had to have fire around you. Yes. In the movie, when in the series, they were able naturally to produce. The only people who needed yeah. the actual element to be around them was the warbenders. True. Because, yeah, because Ira, not Ira, um, I'll never forgive them for that, but um, there at the end, he gets all pissy. Yeah. And, he uh, goes Super Saiyan. No, his eyes turn super saiyan, his eyes just, turn red. Which is pretty red, yeah. <laughs> his eyes turn red as fuck, and then they're like, but then like, but like even then, like like oh my god, he's bending fire out of no- out of nothing. Well, I guess we're gonna run away. <laughs> like, and, and, then they, and then he never does it. And then he, and he's then like, he uh, witch. Yeah, like, yeah, like burn him, burn the witch. Like literally, like and then he runs because like yeah, that was the like part of the whole point. You didn't. The only people who had to have it was uh, the waterbenders, yeah. and everybody else could just do whatever. I mean, like. You could argue that the Earthbenders needed to have it around, but it's literally everywhere. Yeah, so exactly. you can't. So same, same, same thing with same thing with air too. You can say with same thing with, with air, um, but then um, it gave Fire Nation like my just my point. And if I'm the Water Nation and I, I'm I'm powered by the moon's uh, like moonlight, I guess, or just really just the moon being out in general. Yeah. Why would the Fire Nation even need? To, why why not just? Blast every wall, every fire source, and the whole fire nation just make it completely dark. They have nothing to bend with besides the little pointy swords, which I swear you see the same people fighting in every scene <laughs> yeah. for, for like five minutes straight out, yeah. and then it's, it's just all this CGI imploded and just like just jumping over everybody, yeah. forming rocks and, yeah. everything, and everything. Which I would say the actual element part of it looked good yeah as far as 
the straight pure materials. The bending sucked all of the board to me. The bending did suck. Yes. Um, fire, you have to you have to have a fire source. Water, I mean, barely at most. They trap people on ice that or had little water bubbles and had no fluidity to it. To it besides, yeah. and they all had shapes where water bending is, and water in general is a lot more fluid than what they portray. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> the stomp like the stomp the yard guy yeah exactly yeah, this fucking stomp the yard guy two people fucking skit, and then one tiny little rock comes across the screen yeah, like sweet and, and it was multiple times where it was just need to be little rocks I mean there was no kind of form or creativity or or, or anything especially when you have anything to go off of I mean you could have had people just propelling themselves up with rocks and looking really good and yeah that. we don't have anybody like dodging an attack with rocks because they like shoot themselves up on a pillar of rock or anything we have them like blocking something yeah, yeah. with like a pillar coming out and, and, like, and, and then it immediately disappears and then it immediately disappears <laughs> like it would stay there until yeah you're right like mm-hmm. it's like and the bending aspect of it definitely extremely falls flat and is extremely disappointing and like obviously with cartoons you can literally do anything in the world yeah. but like I mean it's in Night Shyamalan and it's a big Hollywood blockbuster budget, like you can put some more time into into devote devoting to making the bending a little bit more um, epic. Especially like I think they probably spent a lot of CGI budget probably on Appa and uh, Momo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, which, which where the fuck was Momo? It, 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 where was Appa? Like most yeah, of the Appa I mean, wasn't but even there a lot too, which is I, sad because he look because he does look really cute. Yeah. And like him and Momo, like they look so cute and they look like super fun, but yes. like they're barely even there. But they're like literally whole arcs in the show that are based around and, the and, two of them. And, and, and pretty much so, like the, make them a little I bit mean, more apparent. They have no dialogue, no English dialogue. And it it's is. a kids movie, and, so like make the cute animals and, be there more. Exactly, especially because I mean, if we're doing a kids movie, this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to get kids love animals, kids love. Animals are all yeah, you get that merchandise, yeah. fucking sell those fucking that's, that's those move that's units, that's dude. That's like, I, like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's a hard one to but say it's a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I mean, like, it's 5%. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess you're really, you're really blowing, blowing my whole shit to shit. Because, like, my whole argument was definitely based around, like, it's a hero's journey tale. He finally accepts it. We were supposed to get two more, but because this one fell flat with people... We didn't get to see the fruition of him accepting it and him really going into the Avatar like uh, role, but the bones of the story hit that. Even though the dialogue and the acting—I mean, kid actors are usually pretty terrible and stuff—so like I can forgive them for that. But I mean, literally, like you just destroyed my whole argument. It was like, yeah, the bones are there because it's based off one of the best TV shows that's <laughs> ever been made. So oh, um, everything else I had to say about it is kind of irrelevant at this point. I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Zuko earlier. Oh, um, God. And it's the one thing that, like, it's the best. I, I just absolutely hated about his character. And that was his scar. His scar, it was very minor. And in a lot of angles, it looked like just a little cheekbone line. It's that, honestly that, like that, they, it's honestly like they didn't, um, they didn't want to deal with the continuity and like the budget of like making a scar yes, that was it, continuously which, there, which is which is crazy because you gotta think about it. All it probably takes is like some very dark, dark blush and just like billions the in the, the face. day. Yeah, they like, put it on all the white actors with the blush to make them just less slightly. Big well, you gotta remember, you gotta remember, he's not a white actor, so they're not gonna they're yeah, not gonna waste the budget on him. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! So it's it's just one of those things, like. 
that that was his determined thing. And like in the TV series, he touches a lot. Like especially yeah. if he's like, "Hey, my, I need to restore my honor." Yeah, because it's like a, a remembrance thing of him to like remember his shame and like his stuff like that. And yeah, it's like it's like you see it kind of like the most they put into it is the first time we see him. They really focus in on it, and then after that, they were like. And we'll only do wide shots for him from the other side, so we don't have to do that again. Very much so. And yeah, you can't very, really feel that. Very few face Because when it first came up, I like wrote down in my notes, like when we were watching it, I was like, this car looks really good. Like it looks pretty yeah. good for like a live action, but then you never see it again. Yeah, so, at all. Maybe like, they literally only did it good for that one. That one moment. scene right after um he Amon Jow just bitched his ass in front of all his all his Yeah, uh, when, he gets, when he gets uh, roasted. Which, I would say that was an aspect that I liked and I wish they had more as with regular actors, you have more potential for more people to talk, more characters you can care about, instead of hand drawing these characters on the t- on the screen mm-hmm. and making those people talk. That takes a lot more out of the budget. Yeah. Actors, it don't really cost you for anybody to give an impression one line. Most people yeah. have to even say one line and get yeah. some kind of movie credit. Yeah, they'll get they'll get paid. Um, they'll be they'll be like I can build their acting career off of it. That but. scene made me think that hey, we would have more dialogue, more characters, but the only people even talking, Iroh doesn't doesn't even talk in that whole. Who scene. even is his? Zhao, yeah, okay, yeah, look at the Iroh in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but Amro Zhao and Zuku are the only ones talking in that yeah. whole scene. It went in, this, in a room probably of hundred, hundreds of people, probably a hundred yeah. actors, and no one else talks besides those two people. And it's probably a minute and a half scene, maybe forty-five seconds where Amro Zhao saying something. Ten seconds of Zuko saying, hey, "Yo, one day you gonna be my bitch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, "Hey, I'm gonna, one and day then, I'm gonna get this job, and then, I'm gonna fucking fire your Uncle Iroh puts his tea down, and then he just walks out. Which you know, I, which is crazy. Uncle Iroh would sit there and drink his tea until he finishes tea. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'll walk out. I mean, I remember we were watching it, and I specifically paused it to be like, "He, he, it's been, we're an hour in, and he just now mentioned tea." <laughs> yeah, like, and like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like and they, they brought in dies. like, <laughs> so he'll never talk about tea again. Yes, but like they fucking um, they bring him in and he's all just sitting there chilling like he like iris such an important character and like obviously we're not gonna have uh, that's what's, the, what's the name what's the name of the episode with him in the tree and it's like so sad but so good what's oh the, 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 the um alone it's called this episode's called alone yeah but like yeah that whole, the, the, the like, little arc kid nation boy yeah, in like, the second season where yeah, he, well like, zuko alone is what it's called and mm-hmm. it's, i think it's the highest rated ap- episode of uh, yeah the avatar last no no, no wait i'm talking about ira the one where he's going oh the tree and shit. you're talking about the season three episode where it's um it's Tales of Bossing Say and yeah, everybody exactly. has their own like, what's called like, little Yeah, tale. like don't get me wrong, like obviously his, we weren't gonna grand, be able to get into that, but like, where is, exactly we weren't gonna get into that in this because again it's in the, that would be in the third movie if they were ever gonna allude to it. But like where is that like side of yes, I really it ain't soft like, side. Everything he says yeah. now is, is slightly wisdom, but the character is not a very lovable character. Yeah, at like all. you know, yeah, Ira yeah. like is like a terrible character in this because, but he's so, but he's so important. Like he has, you know, he redeems himself. Like he, like you know, he goes Super Saiyan and gets them all to leave, and he's like, no, 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 you gotta sacrifice yourself, girl. It's the only way we can stop him and stuff. And like he betrays the Fire Nation, all that, and like that's great. But like, where the fuck is he in the rest of it? He is yeah. so important to Zuko's arc, yes. which is great and like really fleshed out. But they don't do that, and it's like. Yes. And it's like, what? Another like, thing that really bothers me about this movie, and it's, it goes down to imagery. Um, there's a lot of things I have wrong imagery-wise in this movie, especially the bending side side of it. Yeah. But they take away from the colorfulness of Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV yeah. series. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's in Night Shyamalan, so it's going to be like, black. Like, like, like every, dark, every literally nation. dark and like monochromatic and yes. stuff, even and, though there's so and, much color. Yeah, and, and like, and it's a lively, that, it's a lively that, that, that was a, world. That was the thing that I think 
really made Avatar really strong was how colorful and kidful it made it look. Yeah. And when they were fighting, it was very hard to tell who's the Water Nation, who's yeah, the Fire like Nation. Yeah, who the fuck is even fighting who right now? Yeah, they, it's it's which is which again attacks my it's a kids movie and it's like oh yeah the kids are supposed to be able to distinguish the difference between their uniforms because it's so dark and all you can see is the basic outlines of their uniforms yeah. like <laughs> the only people who wore the colors i think were the earth nation and yeah the very beginning uh, Sokka and katara yeah they wear they wear blue when they first get into the earth kingdom mm-hmm. and then other than that it's which Ira was always wearing either red when he was still part of the Fire Nation, but after he kind of like him and Zuku went on the run from Azula mm-hmm. in the TV series, I think he was wearing like earthy tones. Yeah, he was wearing more earthy tones. Yeah, he was more this, like, he's uh, wearing straight black, and I guess that's one again, one of the things I guess, and that's his trademark is that he likes darker tones. And, I guess, but that yeah. once again, I think of, takes yeah. away from what Avatar Last Airbender and the kidness of it, and where it's, it's, you can have hard subjects, but the color and animation uh, animation of it or the imagery of it makes mm-hmm. you believe hey this is a kid show this is something yeah. that is made for kids and even though it might have darker tones you can still get lightened up the mood what's called it's like it's, it's like a sunroof mm-hmm. a sunroof and a black car you know a sunroof and a, a black leather car if you don't have a sunroof your car probably feels a little bit more closed in you pop a sunroof or anything in there mm-hmm. what a reason that color comes starts coming in a little bit more it, you yeah. feel a little bit more space and maybe it'd be the same thing. Maybe I'm just yanking one. Of, I mean, what's called grabbing something from nowhere. But no, I mean that makes sense. I, I have a I have a dark car with a sunroof, and if it didn't have a sunroof, it would be And it's yeah. all placebo. It's all about how you feel, and that's why movies and TV shows are great because they're supposed, to, especially kids shows, they're supposed to make you feel something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so we're getting we're getting towards the end here because mostly because I. Don't have much to say <laughs> at this point. I, 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 I guarantee you, every time you start bringing us on, I'm like, oh, and also. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting, I don't want to, I know we could talk forever about it, but so can you give me like a, give me like a couple of sentences of why this is a bad movie and let me see if I have any last minute arguments, rebuttals, rebuttals that I could, that I could save. The reason this movie is piss poor at, at, at best <laughs> is it took something that a lot of kids held near and dear to their hearts and turned it into something that was completely unrecognizable um, whether it was hearing it watching it seeing it I mean just anything that was supposed to take me into where I was or a lot of nostalgia it was was completely changed and for the worse um, I don't say I can't name much that they changed in this movie that I liked. And they changed a lot, so therefore I need to like a lot. And that's the reason why I think this movie is as as we call piss poor and out here in the Wild Wild West. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really I mean, again, my whole argument was really based on that it was a kid's movie and uh his hero's arc and the bones of it were good and like even though the acting wasn't great maybe it would have been better in the next one but we never got the next one and as you reminded me um the show's incredible so of course the bones were good they were already there i'm ready for another redemption i mean what's the worst i mean the thing is we're supposed to have two series and one that's got canceled now and then yeah one of the original creators are supposed to be doing it they were supposed to be on the, the netflix tv series yeah, they were gonna but then they, left that, they like, left that because yeah. they didn't create a freedom and they're yeah. still saying they're coming up with that netflix show it's, yeah i'll just wait for the next well we're definitely gonna, to i think um i think uh i think we'll definitely need to 
sit down again once the show comes out and we can watch the whole show and we can talk about maybe do an update on the, uh, the life of life live action avatar because i mean even with the creators not being in it anymore for creative reasons i hope it would still be pretty good um well you know not to, what not to do <laughs> yeah, they, no way, yeah, they have a they have a perfect example of what not to do uh and and with that i think i'm gonna have to just go ahead and concede and lose three times in a row on my own show i'm getting worse at this i feel like <laughs> this one this one was really hard five percent i obviously love avatar the last airbender the show this was hard this was hard to get to but again i i truly didn't think about all of my good points were because the source material is so good and you actually genuinely did like remind me of that and i was like ah fuck <laughs> like fuck you're right like that five percent is literally because it's based on something amazing so i guess with that we're gonna have to uh dethrone uh austin from the last episode and justin is now reigning champ the master debater Ooh. justin is the master debater <laughs> he's so good at it i know he has so much practice with uh, master uh, debating i'm literally the best and it's it's gonna be huge yeah it's gonna be huge. <laughs> it's gonna be huge god damn it um all right well i get i really don't have anything else to say <laughs> it, other than I, I i would genuinely really be interested to see if the if the second and third one came out and see if that helped the first one because again the bones are there maybe they would have taken all the criticism that everybody in the world gave them and done something a little bit more appropriate and a little bit better in the second one but the studio obviously was like no fuck you we're done <laughs> like you're terrible and night Shyamalan, your career's done um um again that show on apple tv looks pretty good maybe i'll check it out don't know i'm mad at him right now i <laughs> uh, have been mad at him for a little bit but <sighs> just as the master debater please continue to listen please follow i'm gonna win one of these at one point but you can only find that out if you follow and you rate five stars please again if not five stars for me five stars for my host who apparently know more about movies than i do <laughs> but it's really hard to argue against the obvious to yeah. be it's really hard and i've kind of set myself up for that and i thought it'd be a fun challenge but losing is not fun so maybe on the next one i got the i got the next one already kind of uh brewing and in mind and uh that one's gonna be gonna be a little difficult because the guy I got for the next one actually does work in the film industry, so uh, has actually made some award-winning short films. Um, so that one's gonna be really hard. Yeah, but, be, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, we're gonna dive into horror pretty hard, and that's my that's my go-to because Halloween's coming up and everything. So uh, I have a little bit more say in that because that's like my bread and butter right there. Speaking speaking of horror. Be sure to follow on Instagram because I'm going to be trying to do the 31 for 31, 31 Halloween uh, horror movies for 31 days of October. And I'm going to be doing, these are going to be good movies. I'm going to be watching good movies. <laughs> and I'm going to do, be doing quick, like, like five star, like out of five star reviews of everything I watch. Some that are classics that I love. So they will be five stars and I'll kind of talk about them. Some I haven't seen yet. Um, and, you know, I'll give my honest opinion after seeing them for the first time. So follow on Instagram to get updated with those if you uh, also are going for a 31 for 31 it's really hard to do maybe th there'll be double feature days and then be days where i don't do anything for like two days because uh, i got shit going on um but yeah follow rate review 
vote on this one on Instagram when I put the poll up. I think I know how this one's going to go. It's going to be a similar me just being like, just to get some uh, fluidity to the poll. I think it's all going to depend on like what you felt as a kid. If this makes you feel some type of way, you, you'll like this because yeah. you think it's kind of nostalgia. And you think, you I like, know, you but, like I think, but I think the problem is, is, and like really the defining factor of why it's not good is even if I hadn't seen the show, mm-hmm. the acting and everything would make it bad because like I, I could I could argue it that the bones are good because it's based off the show and I get what they're going yeah. for. So I can give it some some grace and some like some forgiveness of that, of like everything else falling a little flat. But if you've never seen any of it, don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's true. And all you want is a CGI circle jerk, then you're gonna love it. <laughs> but if you like story and like plot and the in the series in the series at all then this is ass so <laughs> once again congratulations justin you're the master debater and uh stay tuned for me to maybe finally win one of these thank you for having me jacob i appreciate it and i'll be back around too you'll be back we'll talk about we'll talk about other movies and uh we'll, we'll definitely come in and talk about that show once it finally gets released at some point something's a little easier for you maybe something's <laughs> a little bit easier god please keep listening i swear i'm gonna win one of these guys all right well thanks y'all have a good one and maybe M. night shaman will do something good again one day doubtful doubtful sorry M. night but doubtful